welcoming you to the Intune podcast with myself, Ashley Velvet Frost. I am a holistic coach and deep diver of life, fascinated with the interconnectedness and uniqueness of our individual life and healing journeys. We are not one size fits all when it comes to thriving in our health and well-being. We are a combination of our physical, emotional, intellectual, energetical and spiritual bodies. It's my mission to support others in building their own unique toolkit for holistic living. I believe that knowing yourself deeply can in turn change your world. In this podcast, we'll be following the Intune Five Frequencies, a method for empowering you to become your own self-healer and bring your life back into alignment. The brainwave frequencies gamma, beta, alpha, theta, and delta relate to topic areas of mind, connections, body, direction, and spirit. You'll be hearing from inspiring people who are embodying these five frequencies, collecting insights, stories, tips, coaching, and guaranteed new ways of living in tune. So welcome, welcome everybody back to another episode of the Intune podcast with myself, Ashley Velvet-Frost. And today's guest is actually featuring under, I want to say, every single one of the five frequencies. We can't find one that she would fit under necessarily. Shani Hutton is a very good friend of mine, also from my online network of Mandala Sisters. She is the founder of Native Nude and a sex and intimacy relationship expert, I want to say, is probably the best words for this. So Shani, welcome. I'm really, really happy to have you here finally. How are Thanks you today? So much, of course. So good. <laughs> so good. So excited to be here with you and chatting on chatting all the topics, all the things. <laughs> Definitely. Like I said, you are the you are a first in terms of <laughs> I really can't put you into one frequency. So there's well, as we're going to discuss, but there's mindset things, there's connection things, there's body, the direction that you've also taken in your life, setting up your business, and then the energetical aspect of sex and intimacy. So there's no way that I can box you in even though all your products come in a box but <laughs> yeah um, yeah I'm really excited to dive into what I feel like are probably some slightly controversial topics in society just because it's things that we're not exposed to or feel like we can talk about sometimes so yeah I'm wondering if you feel like giving us a little intro a little bit about who you are how you got here today um for very easy questions of course nothing too big <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that, that, that would be enough to <laughs> for the podcast <laughs> but um yeah so I'm obviously Shani founder of Native Nude and essentially you know everything that we're going to chat about from from pleasure to business to to the body has been a lot of curiosity from my own journey of like how do we get the most out of life and I truly believe that my age at the moment is really creating a life of pleasure, which to me looks like a lot of a life of freedom, a life of desire. And that stems from the body, you know, that stems from really knowing pleasure in the body. And it stems from us, you know, being able to receive, to give energetically and just allow ourselves to, to get the most out of life. So for me, the reclamation has been through self-pleasure and in that allowing us to take that as the base because everything in life obviously stems from self. So how do we use pleasure as pretty much the biggest tool for personal development and really expanding our edges in every area of life? And that's led me to, you know, really expanding my own life and understanding this journey deeply in myself. 
and then beyond that it kind of led into the the business into deeper studies and yeah that's essentially how I founded native mood in a in a very quick nutshell but we all tap into more as we as we chat <laughs> beautiful and for those of it, people who don't know what native nude is could you maybe let us know like what kind of business this is yeah absolutely mm. so native mood in itself is expanding expanding a lot um it started off as just a shop where i was doing you know the pleasure ones the yoni eggs um yoni steams body oil like all these beautiful things that are really tools for us to understand our body and to to be able to really empower our body naturally so the way that i approach it is that essentially what we want to do is understand our body which is what the ones allow us to do into an essence that doesn't allow us to have this reliance on anything right so it teaches us how to go deeper into our body naturally so that when we're in partnership we're no longer we can connect deeper because the body already knows how to do it so it's essentially tools to allow us to connect deeper into our own pleasure taking that deeper into partnership and um, a way just to really explore and get really curious about you know all, all that our body has to offer us and then native nude has expanded into rewildings which is um, it's workshops that I have created which is essentially teaching the how and the embodiment and how to deeper connect to sexual energy because we've over sexualized so much of sexual energy but you know sexual energy is how I create a lot in my life from business to to creating ideas to creating wealth to creating health like there's so much that sexual energy can can hold for us mm -hmm. so uh, in the rewildings I teach a lot of the embodiment so really working with what's going on in the body and then I have also moved into coaching since I have been studying um, with Leila Martin so really tapping into the deeper aspects of coaching and now I have recently just launched a membership which pretty much encompass, encompasses all of it along with the community to deeper dive into this to really normalize these topics that have become so taboo um, yet hold so much power for us so really how do we empower the, the human experience so yeah native medium it's, it has grown a lot in the year and a half <laughs> yeah. but it's um it's been such a powerful journey and i think it's just such a testament to to how powerful pleasure is you know i always say that like pleasure is our power and our power is pleasure so it's yeah really really exciting one yeah beautiful i mean i have also used your products and i know mm. they are just have really deepened my whole experience to connecting to my own body and i actually wanted to share with you that i had this realization um because it's only been like a year since using them or something and that they have opened up my body in such a way that I used to think that it was because of a certain partner that you're that open and then I realized actually that no it's like when my body is open and my heart is open and everything is light and I'm in my feminine it doesn't matter who you're with like somebody said to me it's like same shit different face it's like actually <laughs> it's your own connection to source and to connection to your energy that then makes everything's so pleasurable whether you're alone or not with that person so I mean I just want to thank you also for creating these products and for bringing this kind of energy because it's really yeah deeply deeply impacted my life and it's why it's such an honor to have you on here as well today because yeah it's been really really intense <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that Ashley. and it's it's powerful because that comes up so much you know where it's, it's part of that outsourcing where we think someone mm -hmm. like activates something in us, whether mm -hmm. we think it's from like a partner sexually or whether it's like a teacher or a mentor or a coach, right? Yeah. That, that person's only like can ever meet you where you're at. And it's like a huge mirror. And especially in, in partnership and in pleasure, 
um, I often get like, oh my gosh, am I, am I ever going to have that good sex again? Like, like the panic of like, you know, if I'm, if I'm dealing with someone who's in heartbreak and then there can be the other aspect of like the blame of a partnership where it's like, I can't like blaming the partner for not feeling pleasure or not being able to orgasm, which is super common. Um, mm. You know, there's many that haven't actually experienced a full orgasm and we blame the partner and it's like that it's it's an opening in ourselves. So I love that you brought that up because it's, it's it comes up so much. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. And I mean, this is something that, first of all, the outsourcing thing always feels like even growing up, like our first relationships are with our parents and we are outsourcing our needs to them as well, like for food, for comfort, for love. And that kind of also correlates then into our adult relationships also. Mm. Um, yeah, and but something that I really, you've, you've mentioned I want to touch on is this, disconnect from the body this numbness mm. this is something that we can see everywhere like where people were drinking or taking drugs or trying to find the stimulation outside and mm. not really listening to the body not really having connection to what it's actually telling us like this spans into so many topics if you're a woman like your hormonal cycle all of these things like I know there's a lot of tangents we could go down um <laughs> but like from what you've encountered in your work like how do people get disconnected to their body or like why is this such a big problem for us at the moment I think I'll share a little bit of my personal journey there and then like share obviously in the work how it comes but I mean I didn't start this work because I've always been like super sexually empowered and like had all the answers it was in fact the opposite where I was so disconnected mm -hmm. and I got so curious as to why and I think you know a big part of sometimes like almost the human experience is we wait for the shit to hit the fan and then we like wake up or we take action or we're like okay cool like something's got to happen so the way that I like was I was super disconnected into my body and I, I was for years and I went through a severe eating disorder and that was complete denial you know I was, I was super anorexic uh, my body was shutting down and then later on in life I kind of got over that but I started having a huge hormonal imbalances um, polycystic ovaries like everything was very womb related that was showing up for me so it was just kind of like one issue after another issue like diagnosis is all of that and and I got curious like why is everything with the womb and in alignment with that that I was also I felt very like I wanted I was so curious about sexuality but I felt like it was so wrong and and my upbringing was that it, it that it was wrong you know that it was it was it was very very suppressed and um, so for me, there was a disconnect in that as well, where I was shutting down a very natural primal instinct. And it was, it was interesting for me to realize that disconnect. And then beyond that, I also had traumas in sexuality that I had to, I had to come to terms with, right? But essentially, what, what I realized is that disconnect to my own body and that denial of a human instinct is, it, it, it just led to so much disconnection in life. It, it led to like the disconnection of happiness, of of like true fulfillment and if anything it actually sent me into the overdrive of trying to overachieve because that energy had to be somewhere right and it was a, a really really interesting one because now that I've connected to my pleasure and I went through a lot of um, using sexual energy to heal I completely healed my body and beyond that I stepped even deeper into a way of being able to thrive in business and in work, but in a way that feels really easy and a lot of space and a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's so interesting how it happens. So there is, I mean, I work like disconnect with the body is a big thing that I work with, but I think society in, in a big way is it's designed for us to be really disconnected to our body. So we, we're not taught all these like really powerful things. And, 
And I think a big inspiration for me is that ripple effect. So, you know, once we start to tap into this, then everyone around us can, can feel the influence of that. And this is how we influence partnerships, um, marriages, friendships, which start to inter- like inspire children, which is starts to become generational. So a lot of the reason it's not really our fault, nor is it our parents' fault or caretakers. It's just been so passed down because sexuality was very taboo and um, kind of became that way of very much for the man's pleasure and, you know, very much a way or just, yeah, because it's been so taboo, there's, there's so many different realms of it, but there's almost like, you know, that can stem into addiction or to porn or to like total disconnect or numbness or being having to be so intoxicated to be able to enjoy like like not a way of just being able to be so present with with what it is like with you know the, the power that sexuality can hold so there is a big disconnect to our body and um, that doesn't only show up in pleasure it shows up in everything in direction in life in you know like less outsourcing and being able to like trust ourselves and our body wisdom because it's it's deeply deeply linked so it's um it's a powerful journey of coming back into the body and in that we start to connect to our body wisdom and it starts to create a, a big path of ease and a big path of pleasure for us so it's a it's a big one I don't know if that inspires any other thoughts on the disconnection <laughs> Totally. I mean, yeah. the, something that really came to mind is like the pleasure is just so this like disencouraged in our society because if you're in your pleasure you're not going to go nine five Monday to Friday in a job like you're not going to be a good worker if you're trying to like enjoy yourself like I got the programming I had to unlearn from my parents was yeah like it, it just go to work Monday to Friday something you maybe don't enjoy that much and then just enjoy your weekends and that's like something that's like channeled down that like, well, it's not normal to enjoy your work or it's not normal to um, feel pleasure necessarily in your day. Like it's really just we're told that like if you're in pleasure, it's like you're hedonistic or you're lazy or you're just like that picture I have of this image of like someone, a Greek god like draped in a garden, like being fed grapes and stuff. And it's like we're told that that's just something you're not allowed to have. Like you're not allowed to be like connected to yourself and to life and in this lover energy like in society as well. Like if you look at the archetypes like the King Warrior Magician Lover, the lover archetype is completely crushed because it's the feminine energy that most of the time men and women are navigating and not really feeling it. They're just like focused. They're in there like king and the warrior or the magician because they're learning and it's like never actually being much present also. Mm. So yeah, mm. like everything resonates like really, really deeply. And I'm kind of curious, like how, if somebody is like, oh, Shani's saying all these things and that sounds very similar to me. And I like, yeah, I don't know how to feel my body and I'm not feeling much like joy or pleasure with what I'm doing in my life. Maybe What are some like very like easy steps for like real beginners who could maybe start like connecting back to it? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. Thanks, Ash. Um, in that, what I would say, the biggest thing of what I really encourage is intentional slow pleasure Mm -hmm. right so we live in such a fast-paced society and in that it's very easy to go through our sexuality unaware of what is actually coming up right so there's one thing to have the awareness of it which is a huge step so I think if anyone is feeling like oh I'm actually not feeling like as connected as like maybe you know like maybe this has sparked some thought that's such a great thing because there's an awareness there but so often, like, there's so much pacing through life that we don't even, we just kind of desire more, but we don't give it, like, the time of day, right? So 
what I have created in the pleasure ones and in the, the, the courses and the memberships and all of those things is really teaching how to slow down to actually just start to bring presence to what the body and to what is. And that can be super confronting, right? Because if you even look at a, a lot of aspects into the way pleasure can go, it is like, you know, very like, and okay, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be ravished because it's beautiful and it's, you know, it's a huge desire of the feminine. Mm -hmm. Like we want to be ravished and taken and all of that, right? But we also need to look at like, where is this this element where we avoiding the actual like deep, deep, slow connection that intimacy holds? Because there's a huge fear of intimacy and connection and commitment in the world. And I mean, I'm one to say that, you know, that's been a big part of me. I've had to work through that of like, wow, that's so deep that it can can be terrifying. So a big part is slowing down. I would say start with self-pleasure and start with yourself because it's only that, like that is what is going to take us into what is actually going in the body. And it's also the safest uh, space to explore. Like you were mentioning in the beginning, it's you're no longer in the place where, um, you're in something shared that it's like oh that person just activated it in me it's like you're exploring this by yourself so when that happens it's like wow like this is my body it's my energy it's my pleasure it's my power and it becomes so much easier to activate that when you're in a partnership so really slowing down and getting clear on what is actually coming up this is a a big reason that the pleasure ones don't vibrate because even that can be a sense of taking the body into pleasure before it's even ready. Mm -hmm. And that often focuses on clitoral orgasm, which is only about like five to 10% of like the actual capacity of pleasure. Like the clitoris is beautiful and it's empowering, but I believe that the clitoris is like a huge, it's almost like it's a catalyst for all other pleasures. So it takes like G-spot orgasm deeper, cervical orgasm deeper into full body orgasm. But when we just focus on that, it can be like a very quick kind of like firework where it's like the body is capable of like full body framing, like like life-changing orgasms, right? Mm-hmm. But all of that has to start. And this is why I believe self-pleasure to be the full reclamation of self is because it requires you to be brutally honest with yourself because the body will never lie. The body will always show you what's coming up and it will, if you know, you might start with intentional slow pleasure and be like, this is fucking boring. Or like, I don't know how to turn myself on or like, I don't know what to do. Like it comes up often. Everyone's like, Charlie, like, what do you do? And I was like, just be with it. Like it's, it's a very natural process, but it just shows how we can bypass and we can avoid. And, and I think it's important not to take it too seriously. Like there is obviously times where, you know, we want a quickie or we want it to be ravished to give, give yourself compassion for that as well. But it's super important to take that time to actually nurture our pleasure because what I see in society is we all want like these banging, thriving sex lives, but that requires a lot of like work and learning. We're not born good lovers, you know? It's like we go through education, through everything else. And then everyone expects this like thriving sex life, but it's like that takes the, the presence and the practice and we all wire differently. So it takes an understanding of really understanding self and our own body and so that you know we can connect deeper in partnership with that as well so that would be my recommendation of where to start (laughs) I mean it's funny you you call it a practice because that's essentially what it is it's like if people go to yoga you're not going to be good at yoga from the first time like it's something that you like develop connection to your body and I know from my own experience when I was like deep in high achiever mode even my meditation Mm -hmm. even my self-pleasure was like if scheduled it was like cool like I know like I can get it in like five minutes and it will help me go to sleep and it's like bang bang and it's like if you look back at it now you're like oh my gosh like 
not slow at all like if you're mm-hmm. if you're like having to schedule your meditations or schedule your alone time it's also like m- losing the point of it as well so yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> and I mean I think it's so great that you, you accounted for it <laughs> I think that's a big one but yeah it's like, like yeah, I can it's... pick it off my to-do <laughs> list of today <laughs> yeah at least it was still there but yeah it's it, you know the what I have found the deeper I've gone into to pleasure the deeper I've gone into into the actual thriving of life and and that has been a lesson in itself of like how it's so okay to slow down you know mm-hmm. and and it's safe to and it's safe to also surrender and it's safe to to open and I mean that's all linked to sexuality and the reason I find it so powerful in taking pleasure, I mean, I've gone from really taking pleasure in the body to like, how do I take pleasure in business? How do I take pleasure into wealth? And the reason that's um, so important is that it's, it's, a, it's a deeper understanding of what it takes. Do you know what I mean? So it's completely like recalibrating the nervous system of what is possible. So it's, it's yeah, it's, the, it's really the full reclamation of self when we, when we go into that space and it can be, it can be really confronting, but it's, it's a, such a, such a powerful way because it's so taboo and it's so shamed. It's like when you reclaim some, like a part of yourself that has been so silenced when you face everything else, it's so much easier. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like the, the, the foundation of it is what I have found. A lot of my clients that I work with, when they reclaim their body and pleasure, they start to naturally thrive in every other aspect because it's this part of themselves that has been so lost or so denied or so disconnected that they've almost like found a life in a game, which is, yeah, it's super empowering. Yeah. And even like you saying this, I am like, my heart is like it's aching slightly because it's like, I see mm-hmm. this, I've seen this in my life with people in my life, my friends, like really that is this, like, it's your inner power. It's like the body that's carrying you around this world. And that's like, if that feel shame or doesn't feel worthy or doesn't feel like it deserves or it feels bad or it doesn't yeah like there's so many things that like you don't even notice that you're carrying around with you under the surface mm-hmm. as well it's, yeah absolutely um, well I mean you've brought the topic of going I want to touch on like all of those aspects after there's one more aspect on the body pleasure aspect that I know that came up also this week so I know for sure for some like for people it's going to be very relevant um mm-hmm. but a lot of the ones that you have as your products also it can be useful for things like de-armoring and mm. um this topic because I do emotional release work with people and um yeah de-armoring is a sense of like internal de- of emotional release like you are sometimes triggering certain areas of the womb or the body that is then storing something and then often there's like a big release that comes and I've had people who are very surprised sometimes when they cry after sex and they're like what's wrong with me like why am I like crying tears I'm so embarrassed and it's like no this is beautiful like there is stuff clearly that wanted to be released it doesn't mean the person was bad or you're having a bad time with your own pleasure practice so is there anything you could maybe explain about what de-armoring is or just like something if you use it a bit with the people in your work or you can give some advice about it as well yeah absolutely I'll definitely tap into the de-armoring because that it comes up I work with that so so much and the emotions so mm. remind me if I don't touch onto the emotions remind me to go into that it's a big one <laughs> it's a big one and um yeah so what de-armoring is essentially is it's not necessarily like a pleasure practice that becomes like like that is orgasmic or where we focus on pleasure and this is why it is so healing but it definitely can go into pleasure often does so we welcome it so it's 
it's really powerful to be able to tap into the body in a way where there's no expectations. It's not like mm-hmm. we're trying to force an orgasm or, or get anything out of it. We, we literally start to nourish the body. And in that, we create so much safety. So the foundation of any thriving sexuality is safety because the, the nervous system is unified in safety. So it allows us to start to open. It allows us to start to receive. And this is how the body goes into a really deep surrender of orgasmic bliss, right? When we really tight and constricted, the body's, there's, a, there's so many blocks of energy in the body that we're not going to go into orgasm or if anything, it's going to be weakened and it'll probably be just very physical and just kind of localized in the genitals. Mm-hmm. Whereas what the armoring does, it opens up the entire body, which allows the, the whole body to go into pleasure. And essentially what we do is we use the ones, right? And you would go through, it's essentially a yoni massage. So the armoring, it's also known as yoni massage. And it's really about starting on the outside of the body. So really like bringing in the whole, whole body, which is also can be very neglected in pleasure. You know, we, we so like taught like and driven and go-getters in society that we, we go straight for pleasure. So this is really about like slowing down, bringing on the whole body. And then really gently pushing on, like with the one, using it really gently to push on different pressure points within the body because it holds so many erogenous zones, right? So you would start from outside the, the vagina and work your way into the, into the vagina all the way up to the vaginal canal into the cervix and really allow to slowly push on every pressure point or parts of the body. Like this is where you can really explore because I work with a lot of numbness and a lot of pain as well. And it's not, it's, it's, you know, the, the one body can feel a lot of pleasure, a lot of numbness and a lot of pain. So mm-hmm. the body holds different kind of energy pockets. But what we essentially want to do when we de-armoring is we're getting really curious, like where is the pleasure, but then also where is the pain and where is the numbness if there is any. And, you know, just as we would go for like a full body massage to nurture our body when it's tired or to, you know, like lymph drainage, all of those beautiful things. It's just as important to do that with the womb. So it's like a nourish, it's such a beautiful, beautiful nourishing practice that allows energy blockages to release. And in that, the body can receive more pleasure because, you know, the womb holds so much of the feminine emotions and experiences. So it doesn't even have to be a super trauma experience. It could be like just a really stressful day. And then the womb tightens up, you know, it's, it can feel that. So the, the yoni de-armoring is a really beautiful way to teach the body safety, to teach the body surrender and to be able to open up more to pleasure. And it allows us to get a lot more curious about where are like where are our like our deep pleasure points, right? And then working out any numbness and pain and allowing that to stem into pleasure because the entire body is wired for pleasure. So it's a beautiful way to really understand the body and then to nourish the body and really like release energy and activate sexual energy. And yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful way to also start self-pleasure through a yoni massage, like really intentional. And then it can often lead to, to pleasure, which is really empowering. And on that, yoni de-armoring itself can bring up so many emotions. So because we're breathing into these experiences and whenever we're going into yoni de-armoring or pleasure in general, in tantra, you know, we love to bring in that element of like a lot of breath, a lot of sound, a lot of movement, because it is a lot of energy. But in that, what it allows us to do is to really release emotions to release stuck energy to kind of complete stress cycles that the body's been holding on to within the nervous system so it can be so powerful when we do that so i mean we could go into an element of rage and rage can lead to really deep powerful orgasms but you could just be in like bliss and ecstasy like from the body right but then in that it can also release emotional responses where there is a lot of crying and 
it's such a beautiful thing because the body will always release and it will be orgasmic in so many different ways that it wants to be. So the more we can normalize that as well and the more we empower the body to do that, the more that it starts to, to elevate and starts to trust us and it starts to take us deeper. So when emotions come up in sex, it can be like very overwhelming, right? But I would say it would only happen if there is a really deep connection. You know, you will know the difference if an emotion is coming up because it's like, that would that would you know out of feeling disconnected or if it was like what the fuck just happened <laughs> like that was so deep so so like that's it's a beautiful way um, and it often only happens when there is a lot of safety as well but that's also when your own intuition and discernment will come in into like what the emotion is but it's it's really normal for sex to come into uh, for emotions to come into sex especially when we start to take it beyond just the physical realm which you know they, they can be like sex can just be very considered physical but i mean it's super emotional super energetic it's super spiritual so this is why we start to tap into <laughs> to all your like you said the rainbow effect all the frequencies yeah <laughs> all the frequencies <laughs> yeah amazing amazing i mean i feel like now because we've mentioned the like that you do touch on every single one of the frequencies i have on in tune um you've mentioned just before about obviously like when you are connected to your energy or your sexuality that then this also helps in terms of things like your business and generating wealth so I also know like of all the people in my life in my network you are one of the people you've only had your business like a year and a half it's like exploding Mm -hmm. it's done so well already and it's just growing and growing and I think that this is a magic ingredient about your energy as a person and also how you navigate like there's not many people I know who are like up at 4am and like working and hustling and in a very like creative way it's not like mm. so I'm yeah I mean maybe you can let everyone know like I know your story obviously I hear it a lot mm. on our mandala calls but like you haven't always been an entrepreneur like how did you kind of get to where you are now and like when did this shift happen with the sexual energy um, influencing everything mm. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So, I mean, I've always been, I would say, like a, a big visionary. And uh, I've always known that I've really wanted to go into the work of creating impact. And I've always, I've always loved business. So I worked, um, yeah, I, I mean, I won't go into all the jobs I've done, but I, I, I've always been like quite successful in my careers. And then I left South Africa and I went to London. And that was where my world really opened up. And it was such a big kind of like a leap for me. But I just knew that there was something like I had a really great job and I just knew that there was something more, though. I was like, surely this can't be like the rest of life, like grinding it out. And like there has to be more. And I went to London and that became even more hectic. I was like, fuck, now like all of that plus like a three hour commute. And like I was like, no, no, like I don't think I signed up for this necessarily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like really, really starting to like see more of the world you know, and then I went traveling and I traveled in America for a good couple of months. And then I ended up working on cruise ships. And in all of these travels, I just realized that I always knew that I wanted to be creating and um, working for myself. I wanted to be creating impact and I wanted a life of freedom. And amongst my personal journey of really clearing and having to face my own traumas and childhood experiences and um, really just understanding this disconnection that I was facing in my my own body and in my own sexuality, I, I decided that I, you know, I'm, I'm going to start exploring this path myself of pleasure because I was pretty much at a rock bottom of like, I need my body to heal. And in that, I started working with sexual energy to heal the body. And there was just such a, 
there was just such a knowing that this was my path. Like it was, I did it all for myself in the beginning, but there was such a knowing that it had to, like it was going to go this way. And I totally surrendered to it. And I, I would say that the reason that it's, it's thrived and it's boomed is that it's been so embodied in myself and I've put my pleasure first and I've put, um, I've taken the time, if that makes sense. Like I haven't rushed anything. I've taken, it's been, I've, be, I've created it all with so much ease. I haven't, like I've been focused so much on, on abundance. So not feeling this, this thing of scarcity and it's, it's something that I've really been feeling I, like tapping into lately as well, especially obviously being an online business and seeing the way that the, the world is going online. I don't desire to be online all the time because to me personally, that's not fully a life of pleasure for me. For some it is, but I, I desire to have like deep presence in, in my own life, like with the people in my life, like a life of pleasure. Like I know what it's like to be traveling the world and like life looks fucking great online but there was a sense of emptiness and like unfulfillment. And now I'm in kind of roles reverse where I'm like, I don't even feel the need to share it because it is just so fucking juicy and it's so good. So it's, it's been a really interesting one of really trusting the process. And the more that I've connected into my body and into my own pleasure, I've literally let my body lead. And um, yeah, there are many mornings at 4am, but it's such a beautiful way where that's when my body creates the most, you know? So some mornings when I'm in the creation process, I am waking up super early and that's when the creation is kind of brewing. But then sometimes it looks like taking days, sometimes weeks off to, to give my body the time it needs because I just have such a deeper trust in, in, in this work, in the, the creation and in, and in the power of the body and in the power of pleasure. And it, it literally can create every desire and I just see it continuing to to unfold when we really tap into sexual energy and we understand the I think when we start to understand the 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 power of it and almost like the the way it can evolve so much I'm like it, it can create anything that's how we create life you know so it's like I don't only see that as a way of life itself it creates it creates all of to me projects and creations so it's a it's a really really powerful one I don't know if you've got any more questions on that because it's quite a quite a big journey <laughs> it, yeah I mean uh, that was one that was just on the tip of my tongue <laughs> mm. This is quite annoying. The thing that's also really coming to mind is it's a slightly different one, but, but you've mentioned a lot about like with working with like women in particular. And I mm -hmm. wonder also like, because the issue of sexual energy is not just with women, like just with yoni ones or with the um, pleasure ones, etc. And yeah, I mean, this is something that maybe we could have touched on later, but I am curious like how, ah, yes, this was it, sorry how would you do this in your business? This is it, like whether you're a man or a woman, like for me, um, I had to unlearn so much with my business partners and um, that this idea of like taking a few days off, taking a week off with your business is like something when you're like, oh yeah, but like I shouldn't do that because I need, it's like the hustle culture. Like I need to be working every day or I need to be doing this. So like, I know I asked a bit about the pleasure, but how do you actually bring your sexual energy into your day-to-day -day work as well? Mm. Yeah, so, so part of like creating like a really empowering and thriving sexuality is understanding what it is that we desire, right? So this is going to look very different on all of us because we're all going to desire different things in business. So it's this element of when we really understand what we desire in pleasure and in sex and in intimacy and partnership, 
then we can start to create it, right? But mm-hmm. a big part of that is many people in the world don't even know what they desire. And I mean, I was there for what? Like, it's like, I didn't know what to say I like, or I was shy to say because I, and then I, I didn't want to be asked because I didn't know. Like, it's, you know, it's like this, this thing of starting, like, what is it that we desire and how do we want to, that to look? And then breaking that down and creating that within the body. So it would be a very kind of plug and play within business where, you know, we would start to, like, what do we desire in business? And then we would break that down into to what that looks and feels like. And we would create that in the body. So that's like an example of this is that like, I really desire impact and I don't necessarily desire to be online all the time. Right. So I've essentially longevity wise created that in a way that it's like, how do I impact, but at a way that feels so good for me that I'm not a slave to something that I don't want to be because that's not going to serve anyone. Right. That can be felt. And I like I truly believe that the reason Native Nude has boomed so well because it's always been really, uh, really real and really authentic. And it's you know if I if if I've um, needed a day off, I've taken the day off, right? Yeah. But then there's been times when the the energies are and like the 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 creative energy is so um, like powerful and coming through strong. And then I'm creating, and it's I just think the biggest thing is not to force. It's like you can't force pleasure. You can't force business, but the, the, when we start to take sexual energy and then we can start to go into sex magic and, and using sexual energy to like deeper create is a powerful way to bring it into, into business because we start to realize how little we actually need to force. But until, until we keep working against our body in business, we will continue to work against ourselves. We kind of miss each other. So it's all about bringing the, the regulated nervous system into business and the reason for that is like you know our work culture can be quite taxing on the body so pleasure soothes the nervous system so it gets us so much closer to what it is that we desire and in that we're all going to have been influenced by different things so you brought about you know like the men the woman um in men there's often like in sexuality there's a big need to provide to perform like it's that can often be like the shadow of sexuality whereas um it can be very different for the feminine right there can be this element of always feeling that you have to give. So it's very common, you know, for the woman to kind of like overgive herself in business and like with this complete inability to receive pleasure. So then there's like, to me, that links so, so strongly in the inability to receive wealth, mm-hmm. in the inability to receive nourishment, to receive rest, to receive, you know, just time to like actually just enjoy life. And then what that can like transition into in the in the masculine with this thing of, you know, always needing to perform, always needing to provide is an element, you know, where we can either like drive stronger into that as a thing that we need to plug on um, with this inability to just actually relax. So it's, 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 it's powerful because I think the, the biggest element in both of them can be the receiving, which is why I find self-pleasure so, um, so healing and so important empowering because you know the the feminine feels she needs to completely give but the man also has been really conditioned that he's got to please the woman he's got to provide he's got to perform so they're both trying so hard to give with with the both the inability to receive so they miss each other right and it's exactly the same as in energy and in business if we if our business can't nourish us if it can't give us right if we can't receive from it like what is the point of it so it's, it's, it's a, yeah, there's big energetics and behind that. And that's obviously also to bring in like masculine and feminine, a lot of energy It's not necessarily gender specific. So yeah. if anyone is listening to this and resonates more with non-binary, just allowing 
the pattern more or the what the words I was saying of performative um, of you know inability to receive just to refer to it in that way yeah beautiful yes I also know that a lot of men I know in my life like don't have a self-pleasure practice it's more just a yeah cool like quick out the way watch a bit of porn whatever like as like mm -hmm. rarely do I hear of like genuine intention being taken it's only like people I know in more of the spiritual circles who do that and mm. yeah like people probably ask them like that's a woman thing self-pleasure like <laughs> yeah and it also like that creates such a disconnect in sex because yeah. you know how we pleasure ourselves is the pleasure we take into partnership because every time we are doing something like anything in life but let's refer to pleasure we are creating neural pathways in the brain that essentially are training the body that this is the pleasure we desire mm. right so mm -hmm. that's why when I, I do a lot of like the more the healing aspects and like claiming connection to the body and you know empowering orgasm a lot of it is the need to slow down and to slow pleasure to reteach the body and to reprogram the body into the pleasure that you actually desire and that's when the body starts to feel safe and it opens up into really deep orgasmic bliss but where we've got this this like very quick like just getting off we take that so that's why men women non-binary if that's the pleasure practice you have you will take that into the partnership and it can be felt it's 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 more like a, a quick getting off where, where it could be with anyone than an actual like really deep intimate connection mm -hmm. um so it's it's super empowering like i like in any partnership i i encourage um having that time with self because it will always deepen pleasure with a partner always 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 yeah you've mentioned this this aspect of intimacy and Man, it's just I enjoy the synchronicities of all of these podcasts whenever they're scheduled because if I look mm -hmm. at things going on around in my circle and life and it's like I'm hearing the words like intimacy issues all the time regardless of mm -hmm. if it's coming from like these guys are like Mike this girl's like an issue this girl they're saying about men it's regardless <laughs> it's like a lot of the time when people try to engage like the genitals but also the heart for a lot of mm -hmm. people that seems to be like super scary and then they're just like that that's when they're cutting off or like ghosting or just like yeah like I can't do this like you mentioned commitment issues this is really something mm -hmm. that's like rife at the moment so I mean maybe my question isn't necessarily like because if someone is connected with a heart which I feel like yourself and I we very much are so it's very easy to navigate our life with an open heart um but if yeah maybe people with their heart closed don't even notice or they're like yeah like I don't even know how I would really go about that like if people don't feel their heart, what can they do? And this is maybe much more the intimacy aspect of your coaching that you do. Like you've mentioned mm -hmm. numbness. So it's more like if you don't feel anything, which could be mm -hmm. trauma response, conditioning, et cetera, it's not necessarily a fault you don't feel anything, but how could you also start opening up in the heart as well? Mm. Yeah, that's such a, a beautiful question. Thank you. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot. There's so many like like angles that I could take into it. But yeah, I would say the one thing, <laughs> like million miles. <laughs> the one thing that comes in is you know, like I work with a lot of physical numbness, like I was mentioning before, in the body. But that you know, emotional numbness is just a big thing, and it's it's huge, especially like you say in the heart. Like we can, you know, we can open in pleasure, but like totally, totally disconnected as well. And I think it's getting really clear on this is where it's important to understand our own kind of patterning and our own blockages. So when I do work one-on-one -on -one with clients on this, it's really about going into their body. So I do a lot of 
mind-body connection, nervous system work, understanding neural pathways. I, I pretty much talk to the body of what's actually coming up. And that can often bring a lot of insight into someone's journey of like what they are experiencing. Because when we really slow down and we listen to the body and um, I go through different practices that allow the body to open up into that, it's, it's so powerful what can come up because the body, the body will speak when we give it the time to, right? But it's one thing, I mean, for I've always lived with a really, really open heart, but at the root, and this maybe we'll just, I'll, I'll share about it because it might just give some perspective of it. Like my heart's always been super open and I've always known the desire of what I wanted in, in partnership and a really deep partnership, but it also, it scared the living daylights out of me of actually having that. So what I did was I just always attracted really unemotionally available people. Like my pattern, it was, it's probably my worst fucking pattern that I've had to break is because I just always so badly wanted it that like I so almost desperately fucking wanted it that I repelled, I repelled it. And a big sense of that is I had to realize that under that fear of commitment for me personally was a big um, rejection wound and a big, like, like something that I had to work through was the rejection and also just being like really clear on what I was available for. So mm -hmm. getting super clear on what I actually desired and only, only aligning with that. And once I allowed myself to really like strongly step into my worth of my desire and of my pleasure and of like the intimacy that I desired. And once I fully gave that to myself first was only when I called it in. And it's, 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 it's been so powerful of that. Like, it's like, you know, just to understand that this is where it's important to tap into like for everyone to tap into their own body and their own because all of our patterns are going to be different um i would say that a lot of it if you get really curious about your childhood will give you a lot of links towards and um, towards where the, the blockages may be and just knowing also that the body holds on to emotions and the, the inference or the impact something has had because i know when we go back in childhood we can often get really overwhelmed right so we don't necessarily need to know all the stories or join the dots or I'm not necessarily, I think talk therapy is good and like understanding and speaking it out, but only when it's giving us information of how to go deeper, but the body doesn't need to know all the stories. The body needs to express the emotions. It needs to release it out so that it can integrate it and then rewire into the new desire. And it's essentially, I don't want to say it's that simple because it's quite a process, but it is that fucking simple. Yeah. It's like, once we start to understand those patternings, it's, it's bizarre what can, what we can create. And I mean, that's taken me a good couple of years to understand that patterning that I kept facing. But until I got so fed up with it that I was like, I'm no longer available for this. Mm -hmm. That's when it completely left. Because there was a part of me, and this is where pleasure comes in, there was a part of me that was getting pleasure out of that, mm -hmm. right? There was a sense of like, we wouldn't do it if it wasn't serving a purpose. So it's a, it's a really interesting one, but I would say it would be a lot of connecting to the heart space through breath work like through really practicing opening the heart and then a lot of heart space will get very connected onto boundaries what it is that you actually desire and really nourishing and creating safety for yourself in that and once we have that is only once we once we start to really mirror the reflection of that wow Shani I feel like this whole hour has been like full of the most, <laughs> like free coaching session for anyone who's listening in terms of that intimacy like truly truly thank you for like dropping all of these insights and things like this as well like it's yeah it means a lot that you're here as well for it um and yeah I'm a little bit curious then things are changing in your business things and like new mm -hmm. things are coming so there's lots of different ways that people can get exposure to you work with you use your products um what are all of those ways and what's coming up for the coming time as well 
Mm, yeah, firstly, thanks so much for this opportunity. Actually, it's been amazing just to, <laughs> yeah, just to chat and connect and, um, you know, ask the questions and to inspire these conversations. Mm. It's, it's, it is so empowering and it's something that we need to be doing more. So, yeah, I just appreciate you and see you like creating those waves of impact in the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And then in terms of reaching out, the best way is definitely to connect on Instagram. So it's at native underscore nude. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out. I mean, my website there is there. There's all the offerings. This is where I get so like bags. I'm like, I just, yeah, go, go have a look, see what resonates, send me a message. Um, but the, the ways that you can work or connect with me is through the shop, through the pleasure ones, um, through coaching or through the membership and then check out when I'm doing rewildings. Um, but yeah, the, the latest thing that has just launched is the membership. So that's really, really exciting. And it's really essentially what I've created is the portal to really go deeper into this work, making mm -hmm. it really accessible and really affordable to so many around the world. Because I guess the, the, my greatest intention is to really create impact because this work is fucking life transforming and it, mm -hmm. it creates big shifts within ourselves. So yeah, I'll go have a look at that and um, yeah, just connect and let me know what you thought of this this podcast and our chats. It's um, yeah, it's really, really beautiful to to connect in this way. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that you're doing the membership because I think for a lot of things like the healing field can be kind of exclusive at times of people who don't have access or those kind of things. So when things are more like affordable and yeah, I know you even have like an amazing ebook that you made that I like devoured <laughs> in a couple of days. So there are also <laughs> things available where people can get snippets and see like, about this work because it's yeah I appreciate that so much that you have those Aww. things so, yeah perfect. it's been really I guess the intention has really been like we're we all you know to meet people where they're at you know mm -hmm. so whatever feels good and comfortable and just being able to have so many different portals yeah it's, I'm just flowing with it so whatever feels good connect in that way <laughs> love that is there anything else that feels alive for you that's come up anything you want to ask or do you feel complete I feel complete. Thank Beautiful. you. I know we could chat for hours and hours and hours, but I do feel complete. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. It's always good to check. Well, for everybody who's listening, we will see you on the next episode. And Shani, thank you again for joining us today. <laughs>